everybody. Welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast, episode number 83. And Neil and I, I being Tom, of course, Neil and I are going to try once again to wrap up the year, though I don't know that we'll be successful. I think this is basically like our third episode in the row trying to wrap up the year 2020, Neil. Kind of, but this is just going to be me and you. Yes. For, you know, so this is going to be me and you talking about our best of list for the year. I mean, Ricky yep. came on and did a fantastic job as always yep. and stuff. But so, you know, we did our top tens, but now we're going to do, I think today we're going to do our combined Punk Till I Die, the, the official. Yep, the, the official Punk Till I Die top ten. Yeah. Or top <laughs> seven or whatever it is. And, the, um, and won't the bands be made up when they make the official Punk Till I Die list? Well, I'm telling you, it's going to be the biggest thing ever. We should, we really should have made some handmade type ornaments. So, <laughs> so the thing, so Ricky's list, you know, yes, Ricky, sir. you know, like, I, once again, if I go to revisit Pears, which is his favorite band of the year, I cannot care about Pears. <laughs> yes, I don't I... dislike them. I don't think they suck. I just don't get what's makes them above average. You know, they're just they're fine. Okay. But a lot of people love them, so I, I can understand that I miss something. But there was two bands that he told us about that I really ended up liking. And the first was, I think his number one, maybe. No, his number two, maybe, after Pierce. Western, oh, Western Addiction. Addiction. What do you think about that? Did you listen to that? I did, I did. I liked that, and I liked Get Dead. I liked both of those. I thought they were both no, very good. No, Get Dead you liked? Yeah. I'm sorry, really? not Get Dead. Not, I'm sorry, not Get Dead. Hold on a second, hold on a second. Which one was it? Maybe it, it was, was Dragged In? Because that was the other one that I liked. Yeah, it was maybe it was Dragged I'm sorry, dra- Dragged In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Okay, so Western Addiction has a weird combination of sounds because they sound, a lot of times, sound like an 80s hardcore band to me. They they sound to me, and you're going to curse me for saying this, they sound to me like a cross between like Lagwagon and Minor Threat. And you're probably going, how can you even have a cross between those two things? But <laughs> that, that's what it sounds like to me. And that Dragged In kind of reminds me of a band that I loved about 10 years ago, a UK band called Gallows. I don't know if you remember Gallows. I remember Gallows, yep, yep, yep. The voice isn't quite as harsh as, uh, uh, whatever, that Frank Carter. Yeah, that guy, that, guy, anyway. that guy looked like he weighed about 20 pounds, sopping wet. <laughs> well, right? he, you know, they had they replaced him with a different singer later, and they are still okay, but they weren't. Because they good. couldn't find him. <laughs> he turned sideways. Yeah. Well, he still does him. music. He does Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes and... <laughs> Even some other band called Pure Love or True Love or something like that. Hmm. But none of them had the ferocity of uh, Gallows. So. Mm-hmm. so did you check out any of the other stuff that he recommended? Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, like you said, I, try, I the Western Addiction I, I liked. The Dragged In I liked. I don't think I liked them enough to alter anything in my top ten. Um, let's see. What else did he have? He had uh, Private Function, which I agreed with him on. Suicide Machines, which you agreed with him on. He had Lawrence yep. Arms pretty high up on his. and, and we've Lawrence pulled... Arms is going to be on everybody's list. Right, and it's just pretty average. You know what I saw in one of the punk... It's like pairs. It's like I don't dislike them. They seem like good dudes, and I, I don't dislike their band, but it just doesn't do that much for me. It's like every every punk top ten I see, any punk podcast or punk you know website or whatever, they, have, they all have Lawrence Arms high. They all have uh, Get Dead high. And they all have um, the new anti-flag I've seen high on a lot of people's lists. And I just yeah, thought I that was to, complete garbage. Now, in fairness to anti-flag, I do like some of their albums, but I have not listened to this album. So I, I, I wonder if it maybe is a little bit of a return to form for them, but I don't oh, know. No, it, it, to it. it's not. I mean, I love early anti-flag, and I tried listening to this new one, and it is garbage. Yeah. Terrible. They, they sound like Elkline Trio or something. They're just too produced, right? Uh, totally. And the song, it doesn't even sound like them. It doesn't sound like mm. them at all. So mm. don't know what that's about. So, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, for, for nobody knows this except for us, Neil, of course, but it's New Year's Eve today. 
It is. That is true. So, do you uh, you have big big plans for the evening? <laughs> if I, maybe you sleep by ten. How's that for a big plan? Say, you make it till midnight. <laughs> You know what? I have to ask you the same thing, considering well, that uh, we were supposed to be doing this show yesterday, and Tom yeah. got called out to work at 9 o'clock at night and was out all night. So Yes, I worked from 9 p.m. to 11 a.m. Um, I will take a nap, but I still probably... I mean, there's no real point in me staying up to midnight. I do have to work again tomorrow. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I might well, get up and pee. I might like get up to pee at midnight or something. Well, remind me. Um, by you, everything is closed. All the bars are closed and stuff, yes. right? You too, right? Yes. Well, you, you can't like, drink in. I mean, you can like, you, you can get food like, to go and stuff, but yeah. that's about it. And we probably will do that. Um, but they're like they do these igloo things. I don't know if you've seen these igloo things, but uh, but you know those are booked well in advance for New Year's. So New what Year's you're talking so. you're, you're talking about like the outdoor indoors yeah. outdoors kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. No ventilation. <laughs> I was gonna say. Tell, tell me how how those are safer than being inside a restaurant that has good air conditioning and stuff. We might have already complained about this. So, so yeah. anyway, yeah, yeah. So today, yeah, this is so happy New Year, everybody. Uh, yes. I, 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 you know, last year we didn't have to do a ton of wrap up because we'd only been doing this for a couple months. So now we have like a full year. So we're gonna talk about. Uh, I know you want to talk about some what you you know your favorite moments of the last year. I want to talk about a few releases that kind of didn't make our regular LPs best of your end list. And I'm going to play some songs for those. And I don't know what kind of songs you are going to play, but I'll, I'll let you play one right now if you want. And then we'll um, kind of sag into this. Well, should we do, should we, should we start with our, um, the official top 10 or top six or whatever we're doing? Sure. But why don't you pick a song from one of those and play it? And then we can go through that. It sounds good. All right. Well, one that made everybody's lists, I think was the new X album, yeah. Alphabet Land. And so even though we've talked about it a lot, we really haven't played many songs from it. So I am going to play, um, what song did I choose? Doo, 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 doo. I feel like I played like Delta 88 Nightmare before, right? Yeah, you did. That was the, that was the only one we played like off of fastest, it. It's like the fastest song in the album, I think. Yeah. So I'm going to play the song Water and Wine off of the I'm going to new... play New Year, New, what's the one? There's like a, there's one called New Year, New, I don't remember, something. No, that would have been good if I'd pulled that one, I guess. But instead, I'm doing Water and Wine, which is my favorite track off the album. Yeah, Water and Wine from the new X album, Alphabet Land.
that was X with uh, Water and Wine off of the new Fantastic album. So I, I don't I don't know if we'll have much time to get into this today, Neil. And, and this might be for another day when we don't have a guest later on the you know maybe the end of the month or something. But looking at all these lists, have you been looking at a lot of everybody's like top ten, top twenty, top thirty lists? Um, I've looked I've looked at a few, like I said, and some of the stuff I just don't understand. Like I don't understand the hoopla around the Get That album. Um, yeah. you know, yeah, same for the, same for the, um, what were we just talking about? Which one were we just talking about? Pairs. Yeah. Pairs. Yeah. And also nothing against these guys. I actually like the pairs guys. I've hung out with them a couple of times. They're good dudes and I don't think they're a bad band and I think they're a pretty decent live band. I just, the records just don't do anything for me. Right. And Lawrence arms, but yeah, go, go ahead. You yeah. were, you were going to, you were going to say something. Well, I just, I, I read one that was like the top 45 punk albums of the year. And like I said, maybe we can get into it later or a different date. And it had the X album at like number forty three. I'm no, like, Jesus. are you freaking kidding? <laughs> now most of their top ten I had never heard of, to be honest. Hmm. I think it was more like a punk adjacent, or it seemed like I think a lot of emo or what we would call post punk stuff. Yeah, really, what kind of stuff was it? You know, but, do you remember any of the bands? Didn't have like the Weasel album. It didn't have the Queers album. It didn't have the Drowns album. You know, I think that Drowns album is going to be universally on a lot of lists too. It's been a lot of them that I've seen. Um, I, it was just, it was just weird stuff. Hmm. You don't but remember what was number was, one? I don't. But the Lawrence Arms was on that list, I know. But yeah, X got 43 out of 45. I'm like, really? Yeah, that's a surprise. This is a top 10 type album. So anyway, what, without further ado, you want to you wanna go through our top uh, albums? Sure, sure. Um, now, these are, this is, obviously, this is just me and Tom's picks. And yes. so we did a one, we did a top ten, and obviously the f- number one album got ten points and working its way down, and then we combined them to see what uh, to see what combined was a was our top top ten or top actually it's like top seven because it was some stuff that neither one of us had on our list. So, um, so number well should should I do it from number one first? I guess I should right. Oh, you got to go backwards, dude. Casey Kasem. All right. Well, tied for number five, we had uh, the Cheats and the Raging Nathans. Um, they both got nine points because they were both, like, moderate in all lists, right? Moderate, but, well, that's not really a fair way to put it. They were both pretty high on our, I mean, they were both on our top ten. Which well, is... yeah, yeah, I'm saying they were, they, they both came in around our, both on number number five Everything, number six. Every one of these, every one of these sevens was, was or every one of these seven albums was, very you know it wasn't these it's not like you know our number 20 these are all are pretty high for both of us oh yeah both. yeah but i'm but i'm just saying yeah this yeah this was like number five but basically for both I think of us I had some kind of thing. four and you had them at nine or something like yeah that. something like that yeah but they both That's got funny, nine those points. albums couldn't you know they're quite different but both both great albums yeah this no that's true yeah the cheats are very much more you know punk like rock, rock and roll kind of thing yeah and um yeah the nathans are a more i wouldn't call them hardcore but they're uh, melodic, 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 yeah, yeah, punk kind of thing, yeah. Straight ahead. The Cheats album is called what? Cussing, crying, and carrying on, right? Carrying on, yeah. And Raging Nathan's, Nathan's was oppositional defiance. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that those came in tied at number five. So obviously, you know, listen, we had both, we had, we had both Josh from Raging Nathan's and uh, Todd from the Cheats on, and and although we do will allow that to slightly, you know, might make <laughs> if, if there's a tie that might make a difference, but it's great albums. Yeah, but they are. I'm both both really cool people too, which was which was cool. Yeah. Added bonus. Yeah, that's true. If a guy, I guess, if a guy came on and we really loved the album, but he was a total dick, that might make you more inclined to kind of bounce him down a little bit, huh? <laughs> yeah. Luckily, that hasn't happened to us yet, right? 
Probably better we didn't get Ben Weasel on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. He might actually be, a, you know, surprisingly delightful. You never know, right? That's true. Yeah. That's true. So what do you got at number four? So, okay, that, so those were tied for fifth. What's number four? Number four was <laughs> number four with a bullet because it was number one on your list. So we've got ten points. Uh, was the Screeching oh, Weasel album. That was timely, huh? Yeah. And, and what's I that album called again? That album, but- you liked it, but you didn't love it as much as I did. I had it in my top 20, but it didn't make my top 10. So yeah. it didn't get any some, points in, on this for me. Some, but freaks of, some freaks of atavism. Some freaks of atavism, right. Which apparently I learned today. Um, what Where did that come from? It's a line from a movie. Is it from Clockwork Orange? Um, do, 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 do. It's, I think... it's definitely Clockwork Orange inspired. Um, the artwork is, yeah, for sure. Uh, do, 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 do. Sorry, I'm just looking it up because someone texted me and I'm trying to see I'm trying to see what he said because I was really surprised. Uh, yeah. Right. I'm sorry. I yeah, right, I I, sure I can't find it, but yeah, but it's a it's it's from it's from it's a line from something. If you ever wondered why it was called that, um there you go. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that was number 4 and that, and again, it was not it's number so 4. Thing, it, go ahead. The other thing I I don't mind saying is that your number 1 album is not a punk album in the truest sense, even though I know you love to defend Morrissey for being more punk, and I think you can make that argument. I don't I don't actually take any umbrage with that, but your favorite album of the year was actually the Morrissey album, right? It was, but, I mean, that's not on we this focused, list. But we focused on punk rock stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I was doing my true top ten, yeah, the Morrissey album would be number one, and I would have uh, the Pretenders in there, and I would also have the Psychedelic Furs in there because their return to form was uh, fantastic, so... But yeah, but this is a this is a punk top ten, right? So, um, so yeah, sorry. So you had you you had that as your number one album of the year, which is why it yep. came in overall number four, with ten points. Uh, so at number three, we had two al- two bands tied for number three. Um, we had X with Alphabet Land, and the Queers with uh, the Queers' new album. What's that one called? Uh, save the world. Save the world. There you go. So we had that tied at number three. They both got twelve points. So uh, yeah, both excellent. Once again, very different. Very different albums, huh? Yep, very different. Yeah, X. You know, the traditional sound, basically. Re- true return to form. It's really good. And then the queers. Well, the queers doing what they do best as well, right? Yeah. Or Joe Queer, anyway. Don't know who else is in the band these days, but. Yeah, you know, I I saw it on the album, but yeah, Hoglog, I think still. I don't know. I, I I swear last time I talked to him, now this wasn't last when we interviewed him, but I swear like Dangerous Dave from JCCC was still in the band. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter. But, songs from each. Um, uh, worth, worth noting that that is the highest album with somebody that like hadn't, we, we might have to get somebody on the show from that band, right? From what? From X? Yeah. Yeah. I want to listen to I want to listen to Exe and do some crazy ranting. <laughs> that might actually be really good. Yeah, I, I I'd enjoy that. <laughs> um, at number two was uh, someone else we've had on the show, um, Chavez from Gross Polluter. Gross Polluter came in um, at number two on our list with seventeen points. We both had him really high. I think we both had him like two or three, right? Something like that. I, I saw our pal our pal Jake, who's a good friend of the show, even though he doesn't not necessarily somebody who comes on the show, but he had that album really high too, and I bet you he's like me that he probably had never heard of them before you brought them to our attention. Yeah, definitely a band that you brought to my attention that I loved. I love that album, great album. It is the people get what pal, the, our pal Richie from my Garage Rock Records. Yep, the people get what the people get, and of course they used to be the yeah. band Smog Town. Um, 
fantastic too. So yeah, that 2020 album by Gross Polluter, The People Get What The People Get, number two on our list. And um, I'm sure that everybody can guess what our number one album of the year is. It has been all year. Yep. Is The Drowns. Um, and again, we had we had Rev from the Rounds on, who yep. was another great guest. But that was, geez, that's that came, must have come out in like February or something. Then under tension, it must have come out early in the year, I, just, I think. I want to say it was like January eighth or January tenth or something. It was yeah, really so early. so to, to to come in, you know, yeah, rated. Yeah, they come out that early. I think they're at a natural disadvantage. They are, but it just but it just speaks to how strong the album is that it's still yeah, number one on the much. list. Yeah, exactly. A month or two without listening to it and throw it back on, you're like, oh man, it's so good. Yeah, and it was number one with the bullet too. It, it came in with 19 points, so that means that I had it at number one and you had it at number two. So that's pretty damn yeah, my, good, I'd say. My one, two, and three have been pretty much set in stone since for for quite a few quite a while now. Yeah, I did kind of. It was a little bit of juggling, like like the Small Town record is so good, I think, and the Drowns album. They're both they they're they're different, both great punk rock albums. Uh, you know, they they kind of were neck and neck. Honestly, it almost could have went either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but either way, that drowns I was going to end up at the top because it was so high on both of our lists. So yeah, like I say, I had it at number one, you had it at number two. So um, I think for a while you had it at number one as well. And then Screeching Weasel, the more you played, when you got it back on vinyl, I think, and actually I think played it a lot. had drowns at number one until the Weasel album came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's right. So, and, you know, the problem is, you know, and I'm sure we both missed some things. You know, I talked last week or two weeks ago about how I just got the new Putz album, and I think it's great, and it probably would have got into my... Top 10, def- yeah. Definitely top 20, maybe top 10, you know. And um, so, and I'm sure that's that always happens, right? We'll be finding stuff in 2021 that we missed from 2020. It's oh, just, I'm, I'm, just, I'm sure. I mean, geez. Yeah. all these lists, you, it always happens because of the list, a lot of it. You're like, man, you see, if you keep seeing the same, you know, album pop up over and over again, you're like, well, I better give this a try. Right. And a lot of times you listen to it, you're like, like that Get Dead album where, man, people are raving about this. And it's just, it's just not for me. You know, it's not personal. It's not, I'm not trying to insult them. I'm sure they're great guys, but it just, it just doesn't do it for me. So, anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, 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 yeah. There's gonna be a, there's gonna be a ton of stuff we miss because there's so many goddamn records that get released every year, right? So I mean, we can only do what we can do. But uh, you know, but these are ours. Yep. <laughs> and, and so because of that, they've become, they've become yours as well because some of our listeners have written in with like top tens and that kind of thing. And I'm happy to see that some of the things that we've played got on their top ten albums too. So I think that's excellent. Well, let me. Um... Let me play a song, and then we will... Now, you want to talk about some of your favorite moments from the last year on the show? I do. I do. I mean, it's been it's been a fucked up year, but everything else, you know. But, yep. yeah, we, we've had some fun on this show, so I wanted to talk about that. We sure have. I mean, so let's... Uh, okay, I'm going to play... I mean, I'm going to play, actually, another Raging Nathan song, um, because not only did they put out that album that we're both very fond of, but they actually put out three splits and a live EP. That's a lot. Not busy. Now the live EP I'm sure was probably recorded a year ago or whatever or last year, but um, man, yeah, really good stuff. So their most recent release was a split with a band called the Reaganomics, Joliet area band, another mm-hmm. Chicago area band. And uh, let's do the song "Can't Relate." So this is Raging Nathan's "Can't Relate." <laughs>
Raging Nathans, can't relate there. Um, yeah, that that EP is new as well, right? Didn't it just come out a month or so ago? I still haven't got mine. I'm, I'm oh. going to have to email the label here if I don't get it pretty quick. Oh, so did, you, you didn't get your um, Red Girlfriend stuff yet? I haven't. No, it's been over a month. Wow. Once I'm sure it's probably just sitting in a warehouse somewhere in Detroit, but... At some point, you would reach out and say, "Hey, can I get a track?" Because I, I didn't get a tracking number or anything, so I'll, I'll, uh, hmm. I'll reach if necessary. I know he'll take care of us. So did not did, too about did it. you get the stuff from uh, Adam in Chicago? The uh, you know with our with our. Um, you didn't get that either. I'm I'm my mail is struggling apparently. Like wow. I said, I heard that there's warehouses in Detroit full of mail. So, oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, whatever. You know, be a nice spring springtime surprise. Yeah. So I was going I, I, on. I was going on that site where you were just talking about. They did their top twenty or top forty-five or whatever. I can't even find where the list is. So I don't because I was going to try and I was interested in what you said their list was. You know, not recognizing anything on it, but um, yeah, I'm not, that was Brooklyn Vegan, right? They did the top forty-five. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not seeing it. So I. So I guess they're not. I guess they're not, they're not particularly proud of it. If they're not broadcasting it. Well, I saw it on Facebook. Oh, you did? Okay. And I don't know, um, I, I, you know, like the official punk news, because we always, you know, it always gets compiled. We each do our individual lists, which I think are going up today, which is, like I said, New Year's Eve. I think, so I think our and I, the funny thing is, Neil, I did that so long ago, because we always have to do those like at least a month early. I don't even. Yeah. I mean, my top 10 is probably very similar to my top 10 that I did in this show. With the possible exception of maybe, I think, an album, which is a metal band, I think was on my top ten. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's, it was so long. So, it'd be interesting. It'd be like a, a mystery to me, too. I did, okay, I did find that list. They had uh, Jeff Rosenstock at number one. Yep. And another band, another guy, seems like a really a genuinely nice guy. A lot of people love him. It just His music doesn't do much for me. Doesn't do anything for me. And then a band called Infant Island at number two. I've never even heard of. See, I think a lot of emo, like I said, a lot of emo, a lot of post-punk stuff. Stay Inside yeah, at the, number three. Strike yeah. Anywhere at number four. At least I've heard of them. Gulch. Yeah, Jesus. A lot of punk <laughs> Well, but it, but it is funny, right? The, so the albums in our little world, none of them are on there except for the X album. Like right. literally of our top, our top five, top ten, the only one on there is X. Yeah. And they've got that crappy so. anti-flag album at number 11. Just yeah. can't take well, this shit seriously. There's a, there's a few albums, at least at least Antifly is sort of in our orbit. Yeah. A lot of stuff, I don't even, I have no idea what it is. So, yeah, it'd be interesting this year. I don't know if there's a consensus. You know, I can usually guess pretty well among the Punk News crew what the consensus album of the year is going to be. I'm sure that Pairs album would be high. That's very popular with that crowd. I, the, I think the Drowns album might have an outside chance of making the top ten. Maybe Weasel. Oh, I'm, I'm sure the Lawrence Arms is going to be the number one, isn't it? Lawrence for that, for those high, guys. Yeah. Yep, Lord's Arms will be high. Yeah, uh, but well, whatever you know. And then they'll Different probably have, they'll probably have some kind of rap album at number one or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Run the Jewels or something. Yeah. I've been hearing about that Run the Jewels album, and I, I don't really listen to hip hop, so I'm not a really good judge of it. But maybe maybe it's great. I don't know. Maybe I should get into hip hop, Neil. You like seeing guys that are pushing fifty, <laughs> driving down the road, bumping the bass, right? Yeah, that'll be that'll be awesome. I love that. <laughs> All right. So one of your jobs among the among the partnership we have here, you're sort of more the historian of the show, even though we've only been doing it, you know, 14, 15 months. Yes. Our history is not that great. So you were going to go through and pick out some of your 
favorite moments of last year? Um, well, I, I had a, you know, we do, we do, everyone's doing best of lists. So I just had, you know, some best moments of the podcast. I was like, eh, what would be the funniest, maybe the best interview, most informative interview, most out of control episodes. So, ah, you know. I guess that one. <laughs> well, maybe not. We had a lot. <laughs> But you there know, was one that I think was more out of control than the rest. Well, this well, this is good because we use. So can, what you made like you made some categories. So you sort of made up categories and. I did. You know what? And I'm going to throw these at you, and you're just going to have to do the do your best off the top of your head. So um, okay. Or I'm just going to let you do it, and I'm going to comment. Well, I, I well, I'm going to ask you what what you think as well. So okay, let's start off with best interview. Um, now okay. it's been it's so funny, dude. It it's been a long year. It's been a long, yes. shitty year. And when I look back, so we started this year, we started 2020 at number 10. So we have a lot of, we have a lot of episodes. We've done, this will be our 73rd episode this year. Um, and so Rick's, like Rick Sims seems like it was ages ago, but that was this year. So. See, I'm trying to remember. I thought, see, I think that might've been recorded in December, like at the end of the year. No, it, no, it was, it like... was no, dude, it was number 17. So that would have been like February. Oh, favorite because I I remember I because I remember saying we had like three hours allotted or like two hours allotted for it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that'll be plenty of time, and I had to actually cut it short, right? Because we went so long, and I felt like we were going to a Christmas something or get a Christmas tree or going to, but I guess it was something different. But that's right. Yeah, because like I say, the year started with Ricky Frankel was our first into was our yep. first of number yeah twenty twenty uh, number ten yep. Yeah, Ricky so. was our warm-up guest, and B.A. was kind of our guest that put us on the map, and the Rick Sims was kind of the one who really took it over the top, as far as I was concerned. I think yeah. brought us a lot of new listeners, too. Well, so just shooting shooting from the hip, best interview of the year, what, what would you say? So Okay, so I don't, I, I would probably agree with the Rick Sims thing. Yeah. The only reason that interview bothers me, looking back at it, it was because the sound was so bad, I was still recording downstairs. Oh, And it gotcha. sounds like my wife is like, juggling dishes in the kitchen or something and i don't know you can hear it's just so much noise but i thought that was between rick and i ganging up on you to make fun of your old band and the whole and he was just such an open book about the money and everything else i just yeah i thought that was definitely i think is i think that was when we when i it kind of a light bulb went off like hey we can do this this is a cad you know this is a casual Mm -hmm format and it's going to work for us so i actually would probably agree with you on that because that's so what i loved about that one so much was just i mean i knew the stuff i knew i mean you know yeah. being in the digits and playing with sure. knowing those guys and and playing with yeah, those guys and stuff. much more advantage on that end of things than i was on that one but but it was when i started asking him for some of the you know we did some of the solo stuff and he started telling us some of the stories about playing with the b52s and meeting what was it john lennon's son or something and uh, <laughs> some of the stories were just crazy meeting yoko ono I mean, yeah 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 so that stuff just it just went in completely unexpected and, the, and like you said he was an open book so it was really cool to to have that you know it kind of opened up that line of questioning where we start asking everybody about the Ramones. We've kind of, actually yes. kind of that lately. <laughs> exactly. But, but, and, and then, you know, talking to the other one, when it came to the Ramones stuff that I was fascinating was, uh, evil Presley. Yes. From the independence. Yeah. Hanging out with, uh, Joey in New York and how Joey was such a celebrity, you know, he'd have Bruce Springsteen kissing his ass. Right. And he was able to get into red carpet places and go to the Grammys or whatever and all this crazy stuff. So that was, that was, that was, that was my other favorite Ramones story because Rick telling us about the Ramones being total dicks to him when he was trying to get their autograph was pretty funny too. Yeah, it was. 
Okay, so how about most informative of the year? That actually taught our, our listeners something. I've got so, I've I've got Skipper from Pirates Press. I thought that was a really informative episode. So for me, I'm going to say on that one. For me, just because I was such a big fan, I like that one too. That was interesting. But um, Doctor Frank. Oh yeah, Doctor Frank from uh, Mr. T Experience. Yeah, Doctor Frank is a really. I mean, he's not a high energy guy necessarily, but man, really thorough and really good at explaining. You know everything they're working on with reissues and the or you know original recordings and kind of talking about that Berkeley scene. I thought that was thought that was that would for me. So for me, I'd say Dr. Frank. But the fact of the matter is, I don't have them laid out in front of me. Yeah, I know you kind of did a little that a little better than I do. No, but that's good so though. I'm, that that that's good because because you're gonna remember your height your high spots of the year. I think that's good. But there were so many highs. I enjoy honestly every interview is different and some were clearly more exciting than others. But the fact of the matter is, I enjoyed every one of them. At oh least sure, some, yeah, I did too. Some love. But for okay, yep. so for people and that if, if every person who took the time to talk to us, you know. So anyway, all right, go ahead. Next category. Well, I was gonna say if people are looking for those, the Skipper one from Pirates Press that was number thirty six, and Doctor Frank was number sixty five. So if you if you want to hear those, those that's what those are. That was interesting to me was he, he, somebody approached. It wasn't him personally, but he has a publicist or the label that he is doing the reissues for had a publicist, and they approached us about it. So mm-hmm. that to me was also. Super cool because usually we chase down our own right, interviews, which is great. Occasionally, yeah. and you know what, Skipper's another one. They actually approached us. Yeah, that was that was I, which and... is which I got to say was a nice ego boost to us at the time. Even though it kind of opened the door to all kinds of wackiness, but it, it was you know it was a good good like oh cool people actually want to talk to us. So. Yeah. Okay, let's so. do um, funniest. Which one did you? Which one do you think we laughed the most, or, or was the funniest? Man, I think I've got to go back to Rick Sims again on that, okay. or maybe Todd, maybe Todd Evans. But man, that Todd Evans one—I think that's going to probably be a different category well, does, later well, it on. Doesn't have to be an interview; it could just be one of our shows. For me, for me, the funniest one was probably when I came and stayed with uh, stayed with you up in uh, where you, you know, in your in your hometown, and we recorded from your kitchen, and, you, and yeah, your do- was... and your daughter was making a sandwich. <laughs> it still, it still, it still makes me laugh thinking about it. It was funny too because I think I yeah it's one of those things. Sometimes we'll get letters or we'll get a message from people about a a line that they thought was so funny, but for us it was just a throwaway line that we right. just tossed out there. You know, like our, like I remember our friend Matt going just laughing laughing about something. I remember I was making funny about being afraid to drive over bridges. Dude, that that he got, <laughs> he got busted under a bridge as a kid or something. Yeah, <laughs> just like just just a throwaway line, very insulting. <laughs> and then you were like you were like shouting at your daughter about do you have enough chips or something because she kept rustling the chip bags and stuff. That was a fun episode. Um, that was that was a fun weekend, dude. That was a really yeah. fun weekend. Um, yeah, I hope we can do it in the summer. Yeah, so hope, hope, hope so. I can take you to the record store. I actually, and you know, yeah, yeah let's hope everything's pool. actually open this time, huh? Drink some Corona, sit by the pool, and yeah. So that was number fifty-two. If people are looking for that one, live in live in Tom's kitchen. <laughs> was it wasn't one. really live; it was recorded, but we were face to face. It was face the first to, time. We yes, had. exactly. So, so it's it was an interesting dynamic because I was kind of busting your balls, but I also sort of had to look you in the eye while I was doing it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. like, like now I'm up in my pillow fortress of solitude. I could say any vile thing without there really being any consequences. Yeah. No awkwardness. Or- but we were literally sharing a microphone, so it was like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, all right, let's go fun. to um, let's let's go to most offensive episode, and that, that's going to be kind of obvious, isn't it? Well, I I don't know about that. I think this 
Well, I think there's three really, really strong contenders for this. Oh, okay. The Todd Evans one, but he was so nice. He was he wasn't mean spirited, you know. But there was a lot of uh, language and a lot of just wildness, right? Mm, Todd Evans from Guar. That's episode twenty-two. Would be the John Bates that we just talked to. Oh, well, I'm going to get to that because we're going to have another. We're, we're going to have another one that's uh, most most swearing, and so I think John will win that one. It's got to be the it's got to be the Godoys, right? That's the one you got to be thinking. Oh of. no, I was thinking of uh, episode sixty nine, our offensive episode. Oh yeah, no, I think people were much more offended by the Godoys than they were <laughs> episode sixty nine. <laughs> <laughs> interesting, interesting, because I've because okay, didn't come to your mind because we struggled with it from an editorial standpoint. Like, what are we going to do with this episode? Yeah. Um, so. But I mean, the reason I think '69 was most offensive because obviously we played offensive songs, and the fact that the the fact that the feeders one offended you, and the fact that me, I, I was I wasn't offended by it. But... <laughs> you didn't you didn't you didn't seem to enjoy it too much. I a little bit, but um... and, and and then the the uh, the the vandal song, <laughs> Dachau Cabana, it offended even John Bates. So <laughs> I figure I've done something good there if I offended that guy. Yeah, it was it was that was actually a lot of fun. I actually want to do that again. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we're gonna make it all the way to one sixty nine before we do that again. We might have to figure out some. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to figure out another one for that. Yeah, another number. Um, so we said yeah, and then I had another another one was most swearing, and that definitely had to be John John Bates and number seventy eight wins the most swearing without a doubt. I mean, if I was to if I was to try and cut the swearing out of that one, that that interview would go down to about thirty five minutes. Two-hour interview, thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> every other word, it was. Uh, yeah, I love John. Um. Yep. So, how about most out of control? Okay, this has got to be Ted, Todd Evans, right? So you, you always go back to that one, or 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 God always again. Well, the Todd Evans. I had a lovely time talking to Todd. He's a really super nice guy. Yep. Uh, but I felt like we kind of lost control over that at some point. I, I made the comparison. I felt like we were like going down a really steep, icy hill on a sled, and you know you're screwed, so you just kind of hold on the best you can, hope you don't wipe out. That's the way I felt when we were, when Todd Evans was on. <laughs> okay. And the Evans remember... was like it, it was it was kind of like that too, because there was the point where they just kept saying stuff, and you're like, oh, people aren't gonna like that. <laughs> yes. Oh, people aren't gonna like that. And uh, and it was the it was of course the fag or faggot or whatever they said that was a big part of it but the other part was they started saying some uh covet stuff and there was just a lot of stuff there yeah yeah i i had i had the god always at number 58 uh, for most out of control for sure just because of that very reason you didn't know what the hell they were going to get onto next it's always best to do one at a time (laughs) yeah um because todd evans was but todd evans kept it in the rock and roll band kind of thing whereas the god always you didn't know where the hell they were going it was they were angry at China. There was tattoo. They would tattoo yeah. things were being ripped off. They were you know COVID. Uh, you know if you if you kids were sponsored by their moms. Skiers were sponsored by their <laughs> yeah, moms. yeah yeah. If you depend on the government for social security, you're a big wimp. Or you know you didn't yeah. know where it was going. Yeah, so, it was funny. Yeah, so I had I had that one as most out of control. Another um, one I really didn't know anything about him beforehand, but man, that was fun. Well, now you know. Now you know too much about him. <laughs> yeah, and we had and we had some letters of complaint about that one. Obviously, not much, but a couple. Not much, and once again, it was just you know, we, we like I said, we we admitted you know we were an open book about 
how we struggled to not really sure what the well also they, they, made... probably think, they probably think we're a bunch of wimps because you put that freaking disclaimer at the beginning right oh they yeah they probably do and it you know, and they made like outrageous claims, like social distortion were opening for them and stuff. Yeah, that's true. We did get we did get a couple of letters from some LA people that said these guys are full of crap. Yeah. So it's anyway. pretty funny. Anyway, yeah, that, they they were they had no lacking of confidence in those guys. No, no, they were definitely not. That's uh, and hardworking guys for sure. Um, so that was it. I, I just wanted to kind of do that. And, you know, and I asked, actually asked a couple of our listeners what some of their favorite episodes were. And um, actually, um, Josh from the Raging Nathans, uh, a couple of people said that they thought that was their favorite episode. Maybe because maybe because it was a very recent one. So um, I thought that was that was interesting. And uh, John said well, the Joe Queer episode was his favorite episode. I'd say it's you know different ones do different things for us and i think for whatever reason i don't i don't know if because joe's got so much social media or what we the, the biggest jump that we saw from an interview was joe queer no question about it oh, and it wasn't doubt, yeah not even close all right but you know they're all they're all different you know you know we uh the ba one i think was big for us yeah, it was number thirteen. That was yeah one of our first real. That was our yeah. first because that was like, hey, we can get guests. You know, right. we can get legitimate guests. Yeah. Um, there was you know there was other highlights. You know, and I've I've mentioned this before. We've had a couple of musicians who I admire reach out to us and write us letters and stuff, and you know say they enjoyed the show. And I get a, I get a, man, I get a kick out of this stuff. I'll admit it. Even as a you know an older guy, I get a kick out of you know that kind of stuff. So anyway, much more to come in twenty twenty one. I yeah. Um, I think. You know, it'll probably be a lot like last year. It'll probably be, you know, 40, 60 or 50, 50 as far as, you know, interviews and just you and I shooting the crap. We can't stretch this 2020 stuff out forever, but hopefully, you know, we'll be back to record stores and we'll be back to shows eventually. And it is interesting how some people love the interviews and some people actually don't like the interviews and they prefer just me and you babbling with each other. It is a starkly line drawn line because I swear it's about 50, 50. Yep. Interesting. A lot of people are like, oh, I just like when it's just the two of you. I'm like, well, you know, we're not allowed to leave our houses, so we only have so much stuff to talk about. We need to talk to other people every now and then. So, all right, Neil, why don't you play us another song? Yep. I am going to play a song, by, actually, by Gross Polluter. We were talking about them. They came in number two on our list. Um, I'm going to play the song Cynical Scumbaggery. And uh, obviously we had Chavez from uh, from Gross Polluter on the show. That was episode 48, and he also opened up a lot about stuff that was in you know when all with smog town and stuff he was an open book too so that was actually pretty cool but um yeah so this is gross polluter with cynical scumbaggery are you california air resource board certified or are you a gross polluter Suffer death. Our new wave is taking dire breaths. Catch your own yourself in a hole. This is the worst you'll have to drown. Let the robot take up our toast day. And all the trying to force you into. Should we just accommodate? Tough shit! What they get is our sin. I call scumbaggery. It's finally time they set us free. Round up 
Cynical Scumbaggery by Gross Paluta there. Um, I just love the sound. I just love the sound on that album. The guitars sound angry. Chavez sounds angry. He, you know, just <laughs> even the drums sound angry somehow. It's just a really good album. He's not a happy guy. Well, no, he seemed, no, that was it. He seemed actually very happy, right? No, right. Yeah. Pretty well adjusted. Yeah, well-adjusted, has a good life, has a good sense of humor about himself and the band and stuff. But some of those stories about Guitardo and stuff were just crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who's hopefully still alive, living under a bridge somewhere. Yeah. Well, I saw a picture uh-huh. of him I, so, I, on my Instagram yesterday. There was someone put up a picture of Guitardo and, um, shit, what's his name from Broken Bottles? Um Oh, just the mess? Just the mess, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry, I blanked there for a yeah, second. So it was like, wow, yeah, let's hope that, you know. We yeah. gotta play, you know. We we still had to do that. We gotta we gotta follow up with our pal Richie over there at Garage Rock Records because he was gonna digitize some of those dogs tracks. Oh yeah, because that's so good. Yeah, dogs were good. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they're. You and I both agree they're not as good as Broken Bottles, but they were great. Yeah, Broken Bottles, another band you turned me on to, Neil. That I really, you know, it's funny because they were what they were a two thousands band, right? Yeah, they were. Yeah, they've been they've been done for for a while, but funny, they're so good. You to, you're turning me on to two thousand stuff, and I'm turning you on to ninety stuff. What a weird. <laughs> Weird paradox. Yeah, it's all good, though. But it's all good. The, you know, so I wanted to talk about a few odds and end albums. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when you get to a certain age, which you and I are both well vaulted over at this point, I swear I enjoy, like, reissues more than new releases a lot of times. Well, yeah, if it's comfortable, for sure. Yeah, I get that. So there was there was a few that I really I feel like I would like to talk about a little bit and then play some play some of their songs, and and the other thing is splits. You know I I think I've, I'm sure I've talked about the fact that I love splits seven inches. You do yes. Just love them. So I played that Raging Nathan songs earlier. They, uh, song earlier they were kind of they, they had three of them this year, with Reaganomics, Starter Jackets, and um, Dead Bars. Mm-hmm. Dead Bars that we've had on as well. Yeah. Yes. And they were all and they were all really good. And I just love that format, you know, two or three songs by each band. And um, so they did a bunch of them. I really like the uh, and I know we I think we played both these bands. I really like the Black Russians Jasons one. Mm-hmm. And I like the other one the Queers did too. And the other one I'm I'm still waiting on that Queers Jasons ten inch, which mm-hmm. I think I think that's going to be ready pretty quick. I think we're going to have to play the Jasons, because you, you've mentioned them a lot, so I don't I think I've ever heard them. So. Didn't I play Red-Blooded American Rock and Roll? I think I played Oh, you might, have, you might have done. I'd have to look that up in a, in a long, extensive uh, Excel spreadsheet. Because they were actually one of the ones I was thinking about playing today, but there was a couple... So, the other reissues that I think... The big one for the year was the 40th anniversary of Circle Jerks Group Sex. You, you a fan of that album, Neil, or no? We, I don't know if we've ever talked about this band, really. Oh yeah, I mean I got the, yeah I've got the original yeah yeah yeah. First album was great. Yeah, I've got I've got Group Sex. I, I mean I got it when it came out. I got Wild in the Streets. I think I got the first two. I don't think I got the third one. It was See, Golden actually, Shower of Hits was the third one. I actually right? like Golden Shower of Hits more than Wild in the Streets. Oh, interesting. Okay. Wild in the Streets, I think is. I mean, it's okay. And I, I, even their later albums, Wonderful and uh, Four, and some of the, I, I actually like pretty much all their albums. Hmm. Okay. Even that. Uh, what's the one? They did one major label album. Oh, the, the monsters, abnormalities, and something that one. I don't remember. It's got the. It's got the. Um, I want to destroy you cover on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that was even that. I mean, it's not. A, it's not an amazing album, but it's got some good stuff on it. Yeah. Um, but that that was the big reissue of the year. It was the 40th anniversary of Group Sex? Had a bunch of extra tracks and stuff. I have not picked that up. I'm not such a huge 
fan, and I know you're not either, of putting like extra tracks on the LP. I was just about to say that. If you're going to reissue the album, reissue it the right way, and that is the album. Don't put a bunch of shit the on there that doesn't belong. That I don't think it's ever really gone out of print. Right. You can still go to the store and get it, or Amazon or whatever. So I'm not sure. Nah, I'm not really sure. But uh, that was the big one. Had some, I think, live tracks from that era, like 80-ish. But the other, uh, and the other one that we, the other ones, one of the other ones that we've talked about quite a bit is the Mr. T Experience ones. Mm-hmm. They're doing a really nice job, and I, I probably will buy a lot of these when they come out. So, and the girl, and the women who love them is the one that that's both of us got that one, yeah. And there was another collection of like all B sides and stuff. It's called Shards Volume One and Two, two LPs. I gotta, I gotta get that too. Well, what's interesting uh, about that stuff is a lot of their stuff wasn't originally released on vinyl, right? It was CD only, right? Well, yeah, the peak 90s. Yeah. So that makes sense, then. To reissue, that, to reissue that stuff, that makes complete sense. As, whereas group sex, you're right, it's been, it's been available on vinyl forever, right? So. And I don't know that the Mr. G experience, most, I think most of it was on vinyl, but I think it was just CD era. Vast majority of it was CD, you know? I think I looked, because I, I really wasn't even that familiar with them until we interviewed them and, and you introduced yeah. me to them. And the, my favorite album of theirs, I I don't think it was released on vinyl, or at least it wasn't in this country. My favorite album by them is actually their very first one. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion, or everybody's entitled to their own opinion. That's got that it's terrible got like a, sketch on the cover, right? Yeah, you see, I love that. You 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 got you're such a cover art uh, miser. <laughs> well, I think it's because I've got an experience in design, right? And so that just bothers me. <laughs> Maybe, but, but but I know, like myself, you love those like just stupid black and white like seven inch hardcore seven inch covers right or no well those make sense because they were the band doing it themselves i don't know yeah yeah hmm. i do i don't know i just think you'd like to find something to complain about <laughs> what do you mean but the other one the other one that's <laughs> I resemble about, that. the, the other one the the album that i just found i know you and i have talked about this i don't know if we've talked about it on the show or not the so i'm a big fan of beer city records and at some point yes. We're probably going to have that mic on. Definitely. Actually, if he'll come on, I would love to have him on because they also start, make skateboards, so that would be excellent. Nice. Just to start harassing him. And actually, he tried to introduce us to one of the guys from Adrenaline OD, which I should try to follow up on that some more. Um, so Adrenaline OD was a band from New Jersey. They put out like three albums or something in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first one was called uh, The Wacky Hijinks of Adrenaline OD or something like right. that. I remember that, yeah. The second one was called Humongous Fungus Among Us. Those two were both the crazy fastest albums you've ever heard. Then they put out a third one called Cruising with Elvis and Bigfoot's UFO or something like that, or Cruising with Bigfoot and Elvis's UFO or something. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, they reissued, they've reissued all four, uh, those three plus the EP. EP and I know those those came out this year and so those are definitely high on my list of things I enjoyed and they also did the reissue of this band called the Boneless Ones. Now, did you know the Boneless Ones, Neil? Have we I, talked about this? I did because they were a skate rock band and used to be on some of the Thrasher compilations back in the yep. '80s when I was buying anything to do with Thrasher before it became a almost like a cliche. Um, yeah, Thrasher comp their Thrasher compilation song was actually I don't know it was kind of a joke. Because it was, uh, you know, the old like blues standard train kept a rolling, right. train kept a roll all night long, all night long. Most famous version is probably like Aerosmith's, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, but they did a, a version of that. It was called Keg Kept a Flowing. Right. I know that was their skate record. But they, but Beer City reissued that album this year, and I think it had that on as a bonus track. Hmm. Okay. 
Um, but it's called Skate for the Devil, and it is so much fun. And it might be a little more metally than a lot of what you like. But man, I love this record. So as a matter of fact, let's play let's play that right now. Let's play uh, the boneless ones, Skate for the Devil.
boneless ones there with Skate for the Devil. Now, they were they were West Coast, right? They Were they like L.A. or San Francisco or something? Do you know? I think like, man, they're from the same place as Fang. Was that like... That's Sacram- somewhere in the north, that- right? Sacramento. Yeah, it might be. It might be. I can't remember. You know, they only did the one album. Right. Yeah, Skate, Skate for the Devil was the album yep. in 86 on Boner Records. Boy, <laughs> Boner Records, which was the label owned by the guy from Fang. Ah, not okay, the there you go. Not Sammy Town, the guitar player, Okay, I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> boy, I, how do you like that cover art? <laughs> well, that makes sense, though. See, this one makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, he's doing a, play, it looks like he's play. doing a frontside air off the devil's tongue. That looks all yeah. right, actually. We'll do an adrenaline OD song later. Okay, that sounds good. But so that was that was reissued on Bear City, right? You said yes, Bear City. Okay, one of my favorite smaller labels that has a huge amount of releases. I think they got I don't know three hundred, five hundred records, a crazy amount. Because I probably have I have a ton of their seven inches, but I'm looking at the catalog going, wow, I only have a fraction mm-hmm. of their stuff. They're one of those labels where like if I'm doing a Discogs order and I see oh they got some Beer City stuff. And, you know, combined shipping or whatever, I'll throw that on there. Now, what I yeah, like it's... about BS City is, well, they don't just do, like, one genre. Like, they don't just do hardcore or skate punk or whatever, you know, no. which which you made me think. I mean, they did that compilation of, uh, oh, there's some old, there's some old uh, like, 80s American mob band, like, just power pop type stuff, and they reissued that. <laughs> um, so they're, they're all over the it's... place with their reissues. It's mostly bands, as far as I can tell. I mean, it's mostly bands that either have a skating connection or like a geographic connection, hmm. like a lot of Wisconsin bands, mm-hmm. and a lot of uh, you know. I mean, they did all the albums by the Faction, right? Reissued them. Yeah. Who was that? Was a was it Steve Caballero? Steve Caballero, yeah, was the bass player for the Faction. Yep, a, a, a skater. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and in I fact, think... one of those bands, I mean, they're really not that great. I mean, they were more famous because Steve, because Cab was in the band rather than anything else and rather than being good, you know, but. Uh... Well, it's funny because I think if you take all their best songs and put them in one place, they're really quite good. But I did notice that like every album only had like a couple of good songs. Right, right. Yeah. But Skate, Skate and Destroy was probably the, the biggest one, at least for us back in the day. It was. Skate now, did that have like. See, the, when I think of them, I think of either their cover of California Dreamin' by Mamas and ba- Babas, or like Let's Go Get Cokes. Let's Go Get Cokes, yeah, that was one of the later things, yeah. Um, Skate and Destroy was on their first album, on their first single, I think, as a matter of fact, and that's the classic, you know, anti-BMX, pro-skating, you know, probably from like 83 or 82 or something. Mm. It was good stuff. So I see BS City have reissued a bunch of DRI stuff, right? DRI, uh, Millions of Dead Cops. Um, verbal, uh, verbal abuse. The the first verbal abuse album, which is really great. Yeah, I have a ton of their stuff. Uh, the uh, Toxic Reasons, the first album, Independence. Oh, they re- okay. They reissued that. Okay. Wait, the, I don't know about the reissued cover art on that, but yeah, it's pretty uh, terrible. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, but no. Anyway, a favorite, a favorite label of mine. Yeah, we'll work. I'll work to get Mike on. I'll harass him weekly with emails or something. So if so if they're doing Wisconsin stuff, they might they must have done something with Dikroitzen, I assume. Um, they did. I know they did the Cows and Beer Seven Inch, which is their first. Okay. I think their first like, I think it had like seven songs, and then the first LP had like twenty songs, and seven of them were on that seven inch too. Now, did did you like Dikroitzen? I did. Yeah. Now the first, the first album was really good. 
Yeah, I have the that. The second album yeah. is already sort of grow your hair out, sort of go a different direction. Yeah, that's when I saw them. I saw them when they were doing that, and I was like, oh my god, this was not what I expected at all. They came out in like a bunch of dry ice and shit like that, and it was... Uh, <laughs> It was, yeah, it wasn't what I was expecting. I didn't now, like it. Now, I cannot remember the name of that second album right off the top of my head. But, um, but yeah, it was definitely much different. Songs were longer, more melodic. I didn't hate it, but, you know, it's funny. We were talking about, you know, I, I love a lot of those, like, crossover type bands. That kind of, a lot of them started as punk bands and sort of got into more like thrash kind of thing. Yeah, maybe. But it was funny because, you know, reading about Adrenaline OD a little bit, while I was reviewing their albums earlier this year, they were like, they were one of those bands. They were offered like a major label contract as a crossover, like thrash band, but they consider themselves a punk band. It would never uh, hmm. take the bait. At least that's what I understand. So they're sort of, so they're sort of obscure. You know, they never really, you know, even like a gang green had like a headbangers ball song back in the day, you know, sure. adrenaline over D never had that little moment of like, commercial success but you know what they ran their own label i think they did okay they put out bands uh put out records for other people i think was it by our records i think adrenaline od are most famous because they're <laughs> because alphabetically it was the first album you'd seen in the bin <laughs> <laughs> i think so well i always put my numbers first so i, I usually like i said i usually oh, you have seven seconds, seconds first okay. you said four skins so. yeah four skins seven seconds yeah but yeah I, I love that i love that that kind of crossover thrash stuff and i listened to a ton of it this year like when the year got depressing man mm-hmm. i went back to that because that was like what i loved when i was you know 15 16 years old so it's like my you know it's like my mom's meatloaf or something dri is like my mom's meatloaf i was like you said your mom liked the band meatloaf i thought that's what you were saying come with that ah, okay so you know we we're talking about our records we got for christmas mm-hmm. i did buy my wife a certain 19 underrated 77 classic on beautiful red and black marble vinyl. Which is what? Meatloaf Bad Out of Hell. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. She's happy. I'm happy. One of those ones I didn't understand. Hey, did you happen to get, and I'm give, I'm, I'm going to give this away now. Did you happen to get uh, any records off your wife? Any records off my wife? Like, did she buy me some? Yeah. Because she was asking me on this on the on the on the sly, um, someone about oh. if there was a Johnny Cash. I mean, you can probably remember me asking you about this, but it's because oh, she asked oh, she asked okay. me what I what I want. I, so so Johnny Cash at the end of his life made uh, six records with Rick Rubin, mm-hmm. and they're called the American Recordings or whatever, right? And they're so good, not punk at all, but man, I love those records. Really stark, really mm-hmm. stripped down, not like the cheesy like seventies Nashville records, you sure, know, sure. where it's yeah, all yeah. orchestrated. Um, and they did. A, you can get a box set. And I think one of them, one of the albums is a double, so it's like seven LPs. It's like a hundred something bucks. But yeah, it's called the American Recording Set. And every year when she says, "What do you want? What do you want?" And I say, "I don't need anything." And I said, "Well, I wouldn't mind that box set. It's kind of expensive, and I wouldn't buy it on my own." So I've even had my local guy order it, and then somebody else bought it before I got in and pick it up. So. so she didn't get. So she didn't get that for you. She did not. Okay, because she was asking me, and I was like, "Well, I don't know." So let me look. And then I looked, and of course, there's like a thousand Johnny Cash box sets. <laughs> so That's right. I was like, you were kind of asking about that, weren't you? Yeah. So I was like, I, I don't know which one it is. And then and then I'm like, so then I so then I actually texted you just to ask you if there was, you know, I, I'm thinking of getting into Johnny Cash. Do you remember that? And I was like, which box set should I get? And you gave me some completely answer that was no use at all. <laughs> so well, I, that's probably why you didn't get it. 
I, uh, I I should go back to my record store and I actually I might go over there this week. I've been kind of laying low, but man, I've been working a ton of overtime. It might be time to. And plus, it's you know the post office situation. Man, ordering records kind of sucks. It, see, now you're coming. Now you're coming around to me. See, and my favorite. Tom, who it. knows? You know, after the holidays, I assume they'll kind of clear this out a little bit. Well, I hope so. It can't I get am, it I mean, can't get much I mean, worse. I mean, I hope. Yeah. I hope so, it can't get much worse. Um, so, no, was yeah. that? So, was that? Are you done here? I'm gonna was, take a nap and I'm gonna listen to Bad Out of Hell. Was that? Yeah, great, great. Was that Dyke Wrightson album you were talking about? Was that October File? Is that the one? Yes, that's the second one. That's okay, right. That's first the second one. Yeah. First one was self-titled. Yeah. So the first one is the hardcore album. The second one is when they started getting old, long-haired and serious. Yeah. Hmm. There you go. All right, I'm gonna play another song. I'm gonna play a song actually by uh, the Cheats, who were um. Where were they on our lists? I don't know. Cheats were number two, 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 two. They were nine for me, and they were yeah, they're four for you. So um, I'm gonna play the song. Do do do. What did I? What did I pick? Uh, Give up the ghost. So this is "Give Up the Ghost" by the Cheats.
give up the ghost there by the cheats. Um, opening, excellent. opening track from the new album, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, yep. And the reason, one of the reasons I picked that one is because obviously we had Todd on and he played a lot of other tracks from that album. So I wanted to play something that people hadn't heard before. And it's a good one. It's when I first bought actually, the album and played that, it was like, oh, this is straight away. I knew I loved it. So I've actually been diving into their back catalog a little bit too. Yeah. Not much, not much on vinyl though. Oh, okay. Yeah. All CD stuff. Okay. Yeah. But like I said, I've had a lot of opportunity to be in the car lately. So. Yeah, that's true. You did do your long, your long drive. Yeah. True enough. Um, so what else about this year, Tom? Are you glad to see the back of this one? What are you thinking for next year? For... I'd, I'd certainly be glad to see the back of it if I thought things were going to really change significantly. Mm-hmm. I think it's still going to be a few months before we get back to normal, whatever normal is. And then uh, I, I just don't know, Neil. I, I don't dare speculate. I remember last year... I stuck my head in my boss's office, who happens to be a real good friend of mine, and I said, man, I got a really good feeling about 2020. I just got a really good feeling about it. (laughs) Note to self, don't listen to Tom about this stuff ever. (laughs) Exactly. I'd expect to be punched in the face. (laughs) So, I mean, that's what 2020's taught us, right? Lowered your your expectations. Lower your expectations to nothing, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is interesting know. listening to, I mean, our podcasts really do report this from like ground zero because we were talking, making jokes about COVID in, the, in like February, you know, yeah. Ah, yeah. you know, and then little do and then saying, oh, I'm like, I've got like a thousand shows coming up. It's going to be great. And then, you know, I yeah. feel like, were we laughing in the face of God and he smacked us? Is that what happened? <laughs> Basically, I think so. Yeah. It's like shaking your fist at the heavens. I have so many shows I'm going to and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm spoiled now, for and, I'm spoiled for choice. I have so many shows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And now it's like and now it's you know, as we get into twenty twenty one, it's uh, I don't know, I lost my train of thought. Anyway, it doesn't well, matter. Well that's what I think is so impressive about, you know, uh them doing the punk rock night in Indianapolis still. Even though they're only yeah. like twenty five percent capacity, at least they're still yeah. doing it, you know? I know, and if the right band was there, I'd drive down there for it. Right, right. So Yeah, sure. no, I, I think there will be and I think Here's here's my bright side of this, and people who are starting to make money playing punk rock are not going to see this as a bright side. But the fact of the matter is, as a genre, it was it, it's too commercial. It's gotten too mainstream. It needs to get back to the roots, you know. Mm-hmm. A little bit of persecution will bring out the true believers, you know. And I, I think that's not necessarily a bad thing. But it stinks, like I said, for the bands that are on the cusp of maybe making a living or whatever. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But, the fact that it's, it's a resilient style of music, it's a resilient lifestyle, and um, it'll figure out a way to survive. And if it goes back to the basements, so be it. Well, that would be an improvement. I mean, yeah. Yeah, in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, it would. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting. But yeah, I, I don't even. I just don't know what to expect. You know, I mean, you know, punk rock bowling is the first big punk festival of the year. Now, and when's that, that like April a, or something? So like the end of May. End of May, okay. And while they haven't said anything about it yet, I wouldn't buy a ticket for that right now. That's but, that's the one that that's the one that's in Vegas, right? Yeah, I'd yeah. love to go to that. Oh yeah. man, probably about kill me. Well, how about Rebellion so, next so like, year, man? How about Rebellion? Maybe. I mean, well, here's that's, the thing, Neil. That's not set till September, so hopefully by September, you know, not the you know the vaccines or shit they should have been everyone should well not everybody but whoever wants to be vaccinated should be vaccinated by september so hopefully things will be a bit better by then right yeah i i don't know i just don't know nine months away 
and the fact of the matter is, like, I'm not going to line up first for the vaccine. I mean, I, I, I'm not a – actually, that's not true. I'm, like, B1, like, because of my job. Yeah. Um, but the fact of the matter is, you know, I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. But it, it'd be interesting to see, like, will I have to get it to fly? Will I have to get it to go see a Tiger game or, uh, you know, be in a big crowd of people? I, I don't know. It'd be interesting. Because although I'm not really particularly interested in getting it, if I have to, to re, you know, to kind of regain my lifestyle, you know, I, I probably will get it. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely get it. But, I mean, and, and this, they've given out millions already. So, you know, well, it's not like going to be one of the first. Yeah, a lot of people have had it before I do. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, my, my fear with it, once again, here we go, get all sciencey because I'm super sciencey, uh, <laughs> is that it's going to be like the flu vaccine. You know, like the flu vaccine, what's the vaccine based on? It's based on last year's flu because that's all you can do, right? Right. But every year it mutates slightly. And now I know they're already talking about like some super strain of COVID. Have you seen this? Well, yeah, it's supposedly more catchable, but it's supposedly actually a bit less strong, but it's more catchable exactly. or something. I'm just like, man, I swear people are such ghouls. Like it's just, I, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, Neil. So I'm gonna be vaccinated every two months. That's what you're saying, right? They're just gonna keep vaccinating me with different things. New, new booster. You just your bruise on your arm just never goes away. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> My arm is permanently well, like dead. I said, you know, if, I, if I can't fly in a plane without it, yeah, I'm probably gonna get it. You know, and oh, I'm not sure. opposed to other people. Getting, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to even really be anti-vaccine. I just, I'm not particularly interested in getting it. But well, yeah, but if know. if it's if it's the only way to bring things back to normal or whatever, you know, just because to stop people panicking, then I'm, you know, I'm fine. I'll do it. You know. Anyway, you know, I work for a drug company, so I'm sure we'll get it for free. It's, so. get, it's the only way I can get toilet paper again. <laughs> Are you uh, <laughs> yes. the company you work for does not have one yet, do they? No, we didn't. We weren't involved in the in the, in any of the big any of the big ones that are out there, and you know, they're, they're there already, so there's no point in. You know, us, us doing that kind of research, I guess. So the first one to roll out was Pfizer, which is right down in Kalamazoo mm-hmm. area, right here, about an hour south of me. Yeah. So there's uh, three. There's three, right? There's the Pfizer one, the AstraZeneca one, and then and there's another it's one. It's like step, and I don't remember which. I think the Pfizer one might be the one step one. I'm not sure. But there's some fine products coming out of Kalamazoo that I really enjoy, mostly Bell's. <laughs> Yes, but I just don't really care. So if you drink if you drink enough bells, is that going to uh, will that kill COVID? I think you probably will. Right? Well, wipe down all services with alcohol. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Do it internally, buddy. Do it internally. So hey, let me pl- let's play that adrenaline OD song that I was. All right, sounds good. Here. So, so this boy, this is inappropriate. This is almost. This is it's a song's in bad taste, but I really like it. This is from the cruising with Elvis and. Bigfoot's UFO, or vice versa, or cruising with Bigfoot and Elvis's UFO. I can't remember. And the song is called Bulimic Food Fight.
was the beautifully titled Bulimic Food Fight from Adrenaline OD. Now, they're not still going, are they, or are they? They are. Matter of fact, they were supposed to play Rebellion this year. Oh, okay. That's why I, if they reschedule, I think we maybe have one of them on to talk. So that would be, be cool. Fun. I wonder how they go down at Rebellion. I wonder how a band like that will go down at Rebellion. You don't know how they would go down? No, I mean, you wonder, right? With all the, I mean, you know, majority of old British punks that you like the, you know, the Clash and the Clash and the Sex Pistols are pretty much all they can handle, so. They can't even nod their heads fast enough to keep up. (laughs) Yeah, so, but Adrenaline OD, it's not like they can say they're the Johnny-come-latelys. I mean, they've been in the scene for 40 years, so, you know. Rebellion actually does a fair job of mixing up the bands. No, they do. They do, and I think that's an unfair thing. When, When people say it's just all old bands, that's not true. If they have their core bands, you're always going to get your, you know, Shame 69 and Peter and Test 2 Babies. But, right. you know, on top of that, you got some. But, like, I think the Raging Nathans have played that. You know, that's. Uh, Drowns have played, I think. You know, more modern. Drowns at least have a sound that's sort of. Classic. Akin to that older British stuff, yeah. Yes, for sure. So, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, anyway, I mean, I, I was planning on going to Rebellion last year, and of course, everything fell apart. Um,. Oh, the, 2020, not last year, 2020. Um, and I do plan on going in 2021. So hopefully, you know, hopefully that goes ahead in September or whatever it is, in uh, August, September, and I can actually go this year. That will be excellent. Yeah, well, and, and you know, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it looks like a lot of fun. And I know, obviously, we had that online group, and I think it'd probably be fun to meet some of the people from that group. Yeah. In the well, you know, you know what else we can go to this year as well. That's later in the year that we've been invited to is Fest down in Gainesville again. My that's probably much more realistic. Our friend Mark has invited us both down to stay with him and go to Fest next year. So maybe, yeah, because that's that's on Halloween. So that's room, should... room for both of us. Yeah. Well, yeah, he does. Yeah, he's got a nice house down there. Yeah. So well, we could listen, we, man. We could maybe think about doing that, and I could be offended by Fest again. <laughs> If I well, if I learned anything this year, it's that you know, just just do it. Don't don't hesitate. Don't worry right. about the money. Don't worry about you know, just. No, that's true because you never know what's around the corner, right? Shit. Yeah, dude, I got a big. I got twenty four hundred dollars in my bank account from COVID relief. <laughs> oh, you do? Yeah. I thought we were going to get in six hundred. What are you talking about? What are you? What's you, oh, big I spender? Got, I, got, I got two minor children. Oh. My wife and I plus two minor children. Holy shit! Look at you. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm like. And they're talking about two thousand, trying to get up two thousand. I'm like, well, if we get four thousand bucks, we're just we're going to the Bahamas in the fall. That's it. Yeah, just don't go on a cruise, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't, I don't, don't know I, what you might I, catch. How does that industry come back? I don't know. I honestly do well, not you know, know. It's interesting. And we talked about this a little bit when we had Andy the Eradicator on. That bill that provides direct assistance to some of these smaller venues did pass, or it was part of the omnibus bill. That's right. Yeah, it did. Yeah. This last so. Hopefully, you know, uh, a lot of our favorite venues are going to survive this thing. I'm waiting, you know, last year in the spring especially, you know, Sloppy Seconds was the one of the big tours I was looking forward to. We'd go into a couple dates. I'm still, man, I, I still hope you can, that these tours get rescheduled, but, man, it's got to be pretty nerve-wracking still to try to reschedule tours. So I, I, just, I just have no idea what to expect. Well, yeah, get to, maybe to see what venues are even still going. I, I saw a list yesterday of some of the bars in Chicago that have closed uh, permanently, and it was astounding how many, you know, long-standing bars have actually just given up the Any, ghost. 
think that was something that you were regular at or not necessarily? Uh, so a couple of them were, but I was just, but I knew by name a lot of them and I was just amazed. Like some of them that have been open for like 20 years, 25 years and they just close, you know, they just can't do it. You know, it's too uncertain and we're just going to close the doors and stuff. So, and I'm sure, you know, other people will open up new ones and stuff like that. That'll happen, but it's just sad, you know? Well, and you know, the underground, like venues, not not underground because the bar is not underground generally. But you know they they sort of they're their own thing. They're their own independent thing. They they I don't know. They it's not like there's a it's not like a minor league baseball team or something where there's a structure to it. They just sort of pop up and right. So I yeah. don't know. I don't know. So anyway, let's hope that uh, twenty twenty one tomorrow. Let's hope that things are. Things are a bit bright, brighter next year, right? And I mean, 2020 was a shit show from start to finish, basically, right? Yep. I mean, shit. Well, listen, man. Like I said, I've been working a ton of overtime, so at the very least, my first paycheck of 2021 is going to be killer. <laughs> yeah. If I live to see it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think my my we this this here's here's how I predict my New Year's Eve going. I'm going to take a nap when we're done doing this because mm-hmm. I haven't got a good night's sleep in three nights. And I've had a good night's sleep in three years. <laughs> yeah. And then I think we've been rewatching the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh, okay. Those long ass, like three hour, <laughs> three hour movies. Yeah. Special editions. Yeah. That, that's actually really fun to do. I, I enjoy yeah. that too. We're to part three and I, I have seen them before, but I think I'm paying more attention now than I did previously. Mm-hmm. So we just watched the two towers, you know, the Epic war yep. scene. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, we're going to probably watch that. And uh, if we start at seven so that I can go to bed at like 10, that'd be great. Yeah, that'll be that'll be excellent. Um, we've tried to do that a few times, and we normally only make it through the first movie because <laughs> it's, so, it's long. so long. Yeah. Well, there, see, these are not even the deluxe version. The deluxe versions are like four hours each. Yeah, those are the ones I have. Yeah. Yeah, like I know my I bought my parents those on DVD, but we're watching. I don't know. We're streaming it somewhere. I mean, they're, they're so damn good. And then the funny thing is, that's what makes the Hobbit so damn bad, is because it was oh, so yeah, terrible. I, I like the Hobbit too, but it's definitely a more lightweight version. Well, it is, and they and they decided to do everything with CGI and stuff instead of instead of actors, and it just it just doesn't hold up the same way. It's just and and yeah, it's, also, well, it's also a very well, short it's also well, a very well, short book. It was a kids book and a short yeah, book. Yeah. So to make that into three movies was ludicrous. Yeah, it, I, I agree. It could have been. It could have easily been two like two hour movies instead of three three hour movies. But listen, man, Peter Jackson was on a roll. What are you gonna do? And then, and then he fell off a cliff. He did King Kong, and the whole thing fucking died. Yeah, that wasn't too good. But you <laughs> well, know, and, yeah, will... anything with Jack Black sucks. So, Boy, I, I tell you, man, that was the other thing. You know, because like you, you know, this time of year normally, oh, we talk about our favorite movies. Last year, I had a real distinct favorite movie. I loved uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the Quentin Tarantino movie. Loved mm-hmm. it. And I saw a bunch of movies. My sons are both huge movie buffs. So I, I don't know. I think I went and saw a couple before the shutdown. And then, like, Monday, uh, I went over to my son's house with my other son, and we ordered takeout, and we watched uh, the new Wonder Woman movie. Oh, yeah, it was good or bad. P.U. Yeah, stinker. I mean, the highlight is, like, the mall punks wearing Cro-Mags t-shirts. That was yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. dude, it sucked. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I, I was, it was. I mean, call me a chauvinist, but this was not a good movie. Hmm. But anyway, no, you make, right. a, you, you make a good point there. I'd forgotten about going to movies because that was actually yep. something I was starting to do every week because Tuesday nights it was like it was like just like two dollars to get in or something ridiculous, oh. and so I was starting to do that a lot. 
Hmm. You know, and then, you know, in a lot of the movie theaters now, they have the biggest seats and you can bring drinks in and stuff like that. So it was actually getting to be a really fun Tuesday night. And now that is obviously gone as well. So through the process of going to the movies, because like, okay, you can release the exact same movie, but it's just not the same me watching it in my house. Right. Exactly right. This Wonder Woman movie was not going to be salvaged by being on a big screen. (laughs) But, but, you know, a good, a good, I don't know. And, and so they're doing, trying to do like, where you pay 20 bucks to watch a movie at your house or something. I'm like, yeah, screw that. It'll be on streaming for nothing in six months or yeah, a year. Yeah, true enough, yeah. So, anyway. All right, why don't you play? You got one more song, right? I do. I, you know what? I was going to play us out because uh, on number one, The Drowns, I was going to play us out with The Drowns song. So. Okay. Well, I'm going to okay, play a song. I'm going to play okay. a super obnoxious song. Okay. Because I keep seeing the memes. Have you seen the memes? The meme. The Ramones related memes. Oh, that, the 2020. Yeah, fucking hell. I'm going to kill myself. Yes. You know, and the worst thing is that irritates me is it's such a great song. Yeah. And I think it might have been like the first real punk song I ever heard. Okay. But I'm not sure. But I love this song. I, I tell the story about like hearing it after midnight on one of the Milwaukee mainstream rock channels. I think it was QFM and saying, wow, that is amazing. So this would have been, I don't know, 86, 87, something like that. So anyway, yeah, so you see all the memes going around. 20, yes. 20, 24 hours to go. I think they did the same thing last year, like leading up to 2020. Yeah, it's so, it's it's so completely songs. overdone. It's one of those songs that it's like it's like like a Blitzkrieg Bob. Like it's like too many people know it mm-hmm. that don't know anything about the Ramones. But anyway, we're going to play it anyway. So let's we're going to play Ramones. I want to be sedated. And this, honestly, this song does pretty much sum up the year 2020.
go. I want to be sedated by the Ramones, obviously. Everybody knows that one. But yeah, those memes have just got to die. Yeah. And you see it everywhere, too, not just on, like, music sites. Just well, I'm in, like, five Ramones fan groups, so it's oh. pretty, much, pretty much constant. <laughs> yeah, I can believe it, yeah. So what else, Tom? What do you what 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 words of wisdom you got for us for twenty twenty one? I don't know if I have any words of wisdom. Ever? Um, <laughs> well, you know, they kind of have to come to me organically, which is great because I always spring that question on people at the end of our interviews. Yeah, you do. No, no one ever has an answer. Yeah. I just always I just always go to the spinal tap one. Have a good time all the time. Well, how about Frank Zappa? Don't eat the yellow snow. Don't, well, there you go. Yeah, that one too. Talk, are you, uh, talking about snow, has it snowed by you yet? Oh, so that was the other reason. So, yes, that's why I didn't get a good night's sleep last night. It snowed like crazy. We finally got just hit with five or six inches of really wet snow. Yeah. So the on-call guy, i.e. me, has to get up early and go plow. Oh, shit. You so got now, to... I have to go into work early to plow, but the plow hadn't even been put on the truck yet because we hadn't gotten any. So I'm sitting out there freaking 5 o'clock in the morning trying to get the plow on the oh. Work by myself. Good times, man. Good times. Yeah, we got about three inches, but I think the night before, which is probably what hit, hit you know, the tail end of that is what hit, came to you. So, uh, it was, it's, it's, it's all good, man. I, I, I don't, I don't mind plowing snow. It's actually kind of uh, therapeutic. It's hmm. not like it takes a high level of skill, you know. Mm-hmm. Turn the radio on, turn the heater up, and push some snow around. <laughs> there you go. So, listen to the podcast. Pretty much. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I do have a couple other things I wouldn't mind talking about, but I think we'll save them. Um, okay. Up so, to you, my friend. Uh, up to you. Well, no, I just, you know, I see a lot of new podcasts popping up, which is fine. And I, I see, eh, I, I just, and we'll, we'll do some podcast talk next time we, okay. like, we'll get really meta. We'll talk podcasts talking about podcasts. <laughs> there you go. Well, okay. So actually, one thing I did want to mention, going back to the top ten thing, a second, is our, our good friend Josh Burke sent us in his top ten, and it is funny because uh, his top ten mimics ours a lot. He had Suicide Machines at number one, which I know is one of your favorites. He had The Drowns at number two, okay. R- Raging Nathan's at three, X at four, Screeching wow. Weasel at five. So this is all shit that you know that he's. I don't know if he's heard it here, but he certainly you know. Um, now, interesting. He he does he does go somewhere different now. He has House Ghost at six. Who is the Rad Girlfriend another, band? That's another Rad Girlfriend yeah. release, but I haven't heard it yet. I listened to it. It was it was actually pretty good. I've only listened to it the once though. He had a band called Days and Days at number seven, who I've never heard of. Aren't they like in that crack rock steady group like type of thing, like leftover crack and maybe? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it might be like a folk punk thing. The English hardcore band Chubby and the Gang, uh, their album Speed Kills. Yeah, that at number eight. Really high on that at the beginning of the year. I was, yeah, and I still have it in my top twenty. Um, it couldn't crack my top ten, but yeah, it was a good album. It was a good okay. album. No. Yeah, the Fullers at number nine with uh, Cheers. Yeah. You know, our friend, uh, our friends at Pro Rock, and he had a band called Kill Lincoln at ten, who I've never heard of. Have you heard I think of them? It's a ska band. Oh dear. Okay. Well, there you yeah. go. So anyway, that was an interesting top ten. I'd say was... send us your send us your top ten. I'd be very interested if you guys want to shoot us a quick top ten. Yeah, maybe we can go over some. I'm very interested to see and and if there's something especially that you heard about through us. Yeah, that made your top ten. I think that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, you know what? I did want to ask uh, real quick. Um, yep. So, how many of your top ten do you actually have on vinyl? Do you have all of it? 
You know which one I don't have, ironically? I think other than I think there's only one I don't have, and it's the X album. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and I see it all over. I just haven't bought it yet. Yeah. It's it's hard when you go record you know, when you go record shopping, you're like, okay, I know this thing I want to get. But you know what's always more exciting than the thing you want to get is the thing you haven't heard yet. So I think there's always that. So I actually kind of try to attack things a certain way when I go record shopping. Like I'll try to get one thing that I know I love and maybe something else that's a little more of a question mark. But yeah, mm-hmm. I haven't picked that up yet. Hmm. Do, you, do you get that on vinyl? Yes, I got it on vinyl. Did you yep. get the blue or did you get the black? I got the blue. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I got the blue. It came with a poster and stuff too, which is nice. I'm not going to put cool. it up, but. Like an Xene pinup? <laughs> no, it's basically just the album cover. Which is really huh. not that interesting, but um, so Wait, my so top. When you were a kid, you know, when you got a, a record, once again, off topic, but yep. who cares? You got a record because I, I struggle with this sometimes. Like a lot of times, a seven inch come with a sticker or mm-hmm. a poster. I don't think I've ever like actually taken a poster from a record and hung it on my wall. Oh, you haven't? But, no shit, I used to all the time. Did you? Because I was, I always just keep the stuff of the record. Well, I mean, now I wish I now I wish I hadn't done that, but yeah, I mean, yeah. whenever the Clash album, uh, Combat Rock came with a poster, Sham sixty nine album came with a poster, I had all that shit on the wall, and so that was all cutting. And then it didn't go back into the record; it went in the garbage at some point, probably. Yep. Yeah, I don't know what happened to my Sham sixty nine uh, Fanks poster. I don't know what happened to that. Um, the the Clash Combat Rock one, I still do have. It's in bad condition, but I got another one, so that's I've actually I've got to mm. frame that now because obviously <laughs> now I'm older, I frame my posters and put them up. Yep. So. I need to start doing that too. Actually, I haven't really started doing that yet, but uh, and then some of them are like that weird, like handbill euro size. So you got to go to like, I don't yes. even know where you can go. Yeah, yeah, no, you have to go to IKEA and get it, like a European yeah, frame. Yeah, the Swedish place. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, I, I like stickers. I've been like over the years. Usually, if a sticker comes to seven, I just pull the sticker out. But even that, I wish I would have kind of kept some of that stuff in the. Like now, if I get a record, I usually leave the download code in and everything. I don't cash man. Yeah, but well, yeah, with, but, stre- with with streaming, you don't really need the download code anymore. It's true. You know, I mean, unless you and a lot of what I'm buying, I have on CD anyway. Yeah, not a lot, but yeah, a lot. But yeah, a nice picture of records this year. A lot of, uh, you know, um, replaced a few that I only had on CD on vinyl. You know, maybe like a Mommy's Little Monster or something. And you know, like I said, most of my Top ten, most of my top twenty. I, I I bet you I got fifteen of them or something. Wow, that's pretty. And the good. other that's ones, good, man. Probably try to pick them off as the year goes. Well, that was the other blessing in disguise for this year. I didn't go to shows, so I wasn't really spending money on that. Right. And that looks like it's going to continue for at least another couple months. So, I got my eye on a couple more orders, but like I said, I'm kind of waiting for the. Yeah, you got to wait for the post- ones you got out right now to show up. Yeah. For the post office to clear out, but yeah, they're going to make me order from Amazon if it keeps being so slow. Um, of my top ten, I think I have eight on vinyl. So that's pretty good. That's much better than last year. Um, the only ones I don't have, I don't have the, uh, do do do. I don't have the Starving Wolves one. I didn't get that on vinyl. I was going to, but man, the vinyl is expensive. I think they wanted like thirty bucks on their websites or something. So that's funny, right? Like, why is one record eighteen bucks and another record is thirty bucks? Right. That, that annoyed me. And even on Black Friday, they because I was like, you know, I'll get it on Black Friday then. I think they were offering like 10% off, which is like, what's well, three bucks? Now I'm yeah. paying 27 instead of 30. And uh, no. So I didn't get that. And I didn't get the private function album, um, which I had at number 10. And. Uh, 
put those out? Who? Private Function? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, I think yeah, about... someone, like Starving Wolves. I don't have any idea what the label is. Uh, I think Starving Wolves is a reasonably big one. Hold on one second. Let me look that usually up. the bigger the label, the more affordable the records. Yeah, you would you would think so, right? Um, and they reached it. You know, they. Uh, Canada, USA, uh, MSA. I don't even know who MRS, oh, MSA yeah, is. Do you know who that is? That would be. That would explain. What is that? Oh, my list up. My list is up at Punk News. I can look and be reminded of what my top records were. Well, wouldn't it be this? Wouldn't it be the same as what we just did? Very similar, but like I said, I did twenty. Napalm Death. Oh, gotcha. Oh, that Polish band I threw on there. Yeah. Chromags, Midnight. Okay. All right. So you're gonna play us out with some drowns. I am. It made it. It was on number one. All year, it was on number one album of the year. So yeah, I'm yep. gonna play us out with the drowns. I'm gonna play us out with, and again, we've had we played a lot of drown songs on the show, so I want to do one that we haven't played before. So uh, I'm gonna play us out with. Uh, shit, I wrote it down, and now I can't find it. Oh yeah, one more pint. Because so, you know you can raise a pint to the end of 2020, and when you get there drinking you tonight, you can think of this song. So kiss our ass 2020. Yeah, yeah. When you hear this in two weeks' time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I'll play us out with that. So uh, yeah, give us some give us some parting words, Tom, and then we'll uh, play it out and well, we'll like see I said, you next just, time. You know, send us send us your top ten or top five. I'd like to compare lists and uh, yep. see what everybody thinks. And if there's something I've been missing that everybody else seems to like, I'll definitely give it a spin or two. Are you the kind to make uh, New Year's resolutions and that kind of shit? Um, I'm really. Uh, you know, when I smoked, I did. It seemed like every year, like wanting. Oh, giving up smoking was you. Resolution. This year, my resolution definitely has to be to get in better shape because I've just been laying around all year eating and drinking. Yeah. Um, and my wife, I mean, that's I think my weight is my wife's resolution, also. <laughs> so I think it's got a pretty good chance of uh, of succeeding. I just yeah. I need I need to get I just need to move a little more and I need to eat a little less. But it was like one of those things. Like that's where I found my I'm like a teenage girl. Like when I like this year sucks. Give me a bag of chips, you know. So. <laughs> Yeah. It'll be all right. So, well, but what about you? Um, I, I, I don't know. Don't know. It's well, been a, it's, it's been a weird, it's been a weird old year. I mean, I got to try. Yep. You know, yeah. No, one thing I do want to do, I want to visit friends more because I was, I was just saying to someone this morning, a lot of my friends, they actually still live in England. You know, my old friends, they either live in England or they've moved to different parts of the U.S. You know, they either live in Portland or some in Florida or whatever. So I want to travel and see friends more because there always seemed to be a reason. Well, because I was going to England every year for two or three weeks. Um, that used up all my vacation time. So now I actually might have some more vacation time. So I do want to get out and see friends more and make more of an effort to do that. So, Well, that's the funny thing. You were talking about rebellion, and I, I, it seems like kind of a cruel thing to say, so I didn't say it. But I'll No, say I it know. Now. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> like your mom's gone now. I mean, you'll still go see your brother, but you won't feel as obligated to spend as much time with family. Right, exactly right. I know you were, you were sweating trying to figure out how to get to rebellion as much as possible and hang with your family as much as possible. So Right. Yeah. So yeah, it might be a you know a, a slight silver lining in what is obviously a tough situation. Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. Listen, man. Don't don't be afraid to visit your friends in Michigan. And I know. Well, I'm sure we'll like. I'm, in the spring, I'm tentatively planning to go visit our friend in Indiana, who's got that new venture that I think will be fun to go down there and kind of 
celebrate with him. And, yeah, and then you, 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 you've got to come back into Chicago again. Hopefully you see a show or something. We'll go to some of our favorite bars and stuff, favorite record stores and we stuff. Got, and I'll... We got our friend down there in southern Illinois or yep. central Illinois who keeps threatening to come up, so hopefully we can all get together this year too. So Yeah, and I'll, and I'll promise I won't end the night up with like three margaritas and get so wasted that I Don't make promises I'm you fucked can't the keep. next day. <laughs> Don't make promises you can't keep. <laughs> <laughs> but it tastes so good going down. <laughs> anyway, yes, it, so it, you know, I, I know I've been saying this a lot lately, but I really am. I really am feeling appreciative of the people who have been listening to us for this full year, and you know, yes. it's. Uh, we look forward to twenty twenty one, and like I, you know, I, I, I uh, you know, I feel like we're just just getting started. Yep. So yeah, for sure. Send us more so, mail, people. Send us you know punctualidie seventy seven at gmail dot com. Send us anything. Send us whatever yeah, you, you know want. What? We'll talk about yeah. it. Yep. And of course, uh, yeah, Facebook, uh, Punk Till I Die podcast, and Punk Till I Die 77 at Gmail. I actually do have some stickers left. So if anybody wants some more stickers, I know I got a, I got a couple that I need to send back out to some other people who, you know, have already gone through a bunch. But uh, yeah, I still got some stickers left. So give us, shoot us a message. I'll send you some stickers. And uh, yeah, I think Mike, okay. I, I think my, actually our friend Mailman Mike wants some more. So we'll have to send him some more. Yeah, I got to send him some. I, I yeah. actually meant to do that. I'll get, I'll get those out this week. Yeah. Um, and you know, did you did you see our message from our pal, our English pal, who I know bought one of our T-shirts? Um, which which it, pal is that? Not John. You, you're not talking about John. No, nah, what's his first name? His 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 daughter actually reached out to us about buying some some Christmas stuff for for dad. Oh, he, um, he had a, he had our he had our artwork made into a custom coffee mug. Did you see that? No. Both of our messages. It's super cool. It makes me makes me really want one. Well, I mean, I'm I'm actually still reaching out to you know Jason, who does the who who sponsored uh, sponsored our um, episode when you came to Chicago for the uh, okay. for the drive-in show from Illuminated Brew Works. I'm trying to work on him to see if we can get some kind of co-sponsored uh, like Scott Jail from Illuminated Brew Works oh, or there something. You go. It's yeah, just, just what we need a beer named after us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Punk Till I Die Scott Jail. That'll be excellent with our with some of our branding Neil. on there. That'll be all right. You know, last week, last week when we touched on religion real briefly, Neil, you're yeah. saying you're you're saying you're an atheist, and I'm saying I wasn't. But all I could think of myself was, Neil, you better go ahead and acknowledge that higher power now. It'll be easier for you when you go into AA. <laughs> get that step out. <laughs> get that step out of the way. <laughs> anyway, on that note, once again, thanks everybody for listening. We appreciate it, and uh, you know, new year, new guests, yeah, new top topics of conversation, and uh, yeah. We appreciate you, and we'll talk to everybody soon. Yeah, and on the top, and again, talking about alcoholics, we're going to go out with the drowns with one more pint. So, Say your words, Neil. Say your words. It's all very apt. So, yeah, everyone, stay free, stay safe, and uh, yeah, keep a little mark in your heart in 2021. So, uh, see you, everybody. Bye.